0: welcome to rewild a podcast about simple business and slow living i'm your host nisha woolery in nature to rewild means to restore an area of land to its natural simple uncultivated state i like to apply the same principle to business owners i help online service providers rewild their life and business by simplifying so they can work less more and live more we say goodbye to hustle culture overwhelm and the never-ending pursuit of growth and say hello to a simpler more fulfilling life and business a business that gives you financial abundance and also time for slow mornings travel adventures reading healing making and living I built a six-figure online business while working just three to four days a week and traveling the world. I put my life before my business, but that didn't mean I had to live like a starving artist. You don't have to choose between making good money and living a simple, peaceful life. You can have both. And with this podcast, I hope to show you how. This episode is sponsored by my premium course, Organize and Automate. Working for yourself can be stressful. Your clients are late providing you with the assets you need to start their project. Your projects finish, but your clients are still emailing you with millions of questions. And getting them to pay you on time is like tearing yourself away from a four-hour binge session of This Is Us. Not going to happen. That show is awesome. If that sounds like you, don't worry. I've got you. Head to organizeandautomate.com slash podcast and join today to organize your entire freelance business in just two weeks on the side of your regular routine so you can finally put an end to these client issues and stop stressing out. So thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. We've already been laughing so much before actually starting this, so (laughs) I'm going to try and do it with a straight face. But um, yeah, thank you for joining me and for chatting today. Um, Some of you, some people may not realise this. I guess they wouldn't because we've literally just started talking, but you're a course student in my course Simple Sales School and you also are a brand strategist so I'm really excited to talk with you not just about your experience with the course and how that has helped you but about branding as well because I feel like that's something that I actually have never spoken about really in my latest podcasts so (laughs) I think that's going to be a great topic as well so before we dive in why don't you go ahead and just tell me a bit about you So my name is Anna McVeigh Tyson. I'm a
1: brand designer and strategist for authors. And through customized professional branding, I help them stand out from the crowd, connect with their readers, and work towards their ultimate writing career goals, like maybe getting on a bestsellers list. And I do that through um, my author in a brand day service
0: that I offer them. Yes. Oh my so. God, there's so much goodness there. I feel like I, I just had a million questions pop into my head that I would <laughs> but um, I'm going to start off with, for anybody who is listening and wondering what exactly branding is, could you sort of go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So there's this quote by a man named Marty Newmeyer who is pretty big in the branding world. And he has this quote that I love to use. It's, um, and I'll just say it right now. It's from his book yeah. called Zag. A brand is a person's gut feeling about a product, service, or company. So when people hear the word brand, a lot of times people think like, is that your logo? Well, there's so much more that goes into branding. It's really, yeah. And we don't have complete control over what people perceive as our branding, but what a brand designer and strategist helps the client do is take back some of that control. So we look at like your why. Like if you if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, he says start with why. So that's where we start. We look at your values, your personality, and then we look at how who your ideal reader is. In the case of authors and how we can kind of bring that all together with one unified message that we are infusing into the look of your brand and then using brand messaging to communicate that to help influence and impact that gut feeling that people get when they think of of you. So, because in a lot of cases, authors, they are their own brand. Their name is the brand. So that's kind of what I help them do. And that's what branding in my
0: humble opinion is. So, yeah, yeah, that is such a great explanation. I think that's a really, really understandable, really simple explanation for what it is. Cause you're right. I think that so many business owners, particularly if they're new to business, yeah. do just think that a brand is a logo and that's, that's not the case. It's so, so, so much more than that. And I also think, I don't know whether you'll agree with me. I've been kind of thinking about this recently, but I think that so many people, especially within their first year of business, or if they're totally new to business, should just think of building a business and not a brand. Or there's a lot of people just like teaching you how to build a business and not a brand. And I think that if you can build the two build your brand and your business, then you have so much more room in the future to grow and pivot and go in different directions because the people who are following you and who are buying from you and hiring you are not just hiring you for a service that they sort of flippantly need, but they're invested in your brand and really loyal to your brand. And I think that's what is worthwhile building.
1: Yeah. And I think even as a branding designer and strategist, that's something I struggled with when it came to my own business. But it's different when you're working with somebody else because they kind of already have that in place and you can easily figure that out. But when it comes to yourself, building your brand and a business at the same time can get confusing because I think, yeah, there's so much about your business that you're told, but no one's telling you oh, well, this is how you build your business and your brand simultaneously. So for me, it was like trial by error, but that's totally fine. I would rather do it messy and be imperfect than try to get it perfect before I put myself out there. So yeah. And that's also something to keep in mind is that you don't have to build your brand or build your business perfectly from the outset because it is like those trials and errors, those failures that allow us to refine who we are and figure out along the way, like what we don't do and what we do do and what we want people to know about us.
0: So, yeah, I I love that point because I do think, and I've definitely seen myself doing this so often, even now I'm like nine years into entrepreneurship (laughs) and I still find myself doing this thing where I feel like, my brand needs to be perfect, like completely perfect. And even today I was looking at my sales page and I was like, it'll do. It's not like, yeah, the best work of art, but it'll do. But I was just (laughs) like, you know, when your perfectionism kicks in and you're like, oh, I want everything everywhere. My entire brand to just be completely perfect. And you start picking out little ways that it isn't or wanting your brand messaging to be absolutely perfect. So I think that's a great point that you made.
1: Yeah, well, I part of Jess Gordana is a copywriter, and I've heard her say several times, "Done is better than perfect."
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's something I've kept in mind for through a lot of this, and even going through the Simple Sales School, I was like, "Okay, we can get it to a certain point, but eventually, it has to go out into the universe." So done is better than perfect because you can always go back and tweak.
0: Um, yes, exactly. Yes. Like my um my thinking with my sales page when I was like, oh, I want it to be absolutely perfect. But at the end of the day, it is it is making sales, so it's doing something. Yes. And I always think you can keep perfecting it like in the future. So that's always something to bear in mind as well. Yes, yes, exactly. So you're a brand strategist for authors, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So did you, have you always had that niche or did you have the niche after the course? I can't quite remember.
1: So, yeah, I was mostly working or targeting women entrepreneurs, like, which is a very broad um, Mm -hmm. spectrum. And, but (laughs) going through the simple sales course, I was able to kind of narrow down that niche. And I, yeah, just had to look at like, my most successful projects and who's kind of involved with my life. Like I have a podcast and my very first podcast guest was a writer who's a good friend. A lot of my friends are authors. My very first branding client was a children's author. Mm-hmm. And I used, before I got into branding for my side business, I was a proofreader. <laughs> and okay. that, that that's actually, um, I was meeting with a children's author about proofreading but she mentioned she needed a website. And I said, hey, I do that for my day job. Do you want me to maybe look into doing that for you instead? And that's kind of what, that's been my trajectory. And then other guests that I had on my podcast were authors. So it was like, why am I not working with authors? Like, you know, that just makes more, so much more sense. And actually, that helped me really clarify my messaging and my brand myself as I was going through the course over the last few months and now I have a marketing plan that is more targeted I feel like I know what I'm doing and so yeah it's really going through the course
0: that helped me get to that niche so yeah okay awesome I mean I I definitely do think that choosing a niche is one of the hardest things to do because it's so, it's so easy to want to help everybody. I think that all business owners feel that way. Like we just want to help everybody and that's just not possible. And it's not very strategic, especially if you're like starting out or trying to build momentum. It's just much easier to become known for one thing or like helping a certain, you know, type of person than it is to become known for all the things and helping the yeah. people.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It definitely yeah. helps to know your niche, but also it's okay if it takes you a while to get there. <laughs> I definitely took a while.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's okay if it takes you a while. I think it takes, um, it, it takes a lot of people a while, I think, because yeah. I think if you're, especially if you're Are you multi-passionate? Like a multi-passionate person who loves lots of different things?
1: Yeah, you can see that if I were to go over my career trajectory, you would see like, oh, there's so many different things I've tried. And yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely
0: multi-passionate. So what then, I'm I'm thinking of like what other people would be asking if they were talking to you. So if somebody else is multi-passionate as well, I guess they might ask you how did you decide on your niche without sort of like backing out a couple of weeks later and going somewhere else? Like, how did you just like decide on one once and for all? Or not for all, but for now? (laughs) Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's so multi-layered.
1: So I'll try to keep it as concise as I can. I tried out a lot of different things before I decided on this one thing. Like, one time I was a retail worker. I was uh, working in nonprofit doing some fundraising. I was an esthetician for a while, like doing facials. And, you know, it's just kind of going through it and allowing myself to experiment and finding what worked was what really helped me decide, okay, this is what I want to do. And I know that's not like a very, you know, easy to do like Here are the steps that I took. But the thing is, is that life is messy. And I, that's the way I was able to decide that this is what I wanted to do.
0: I, I love that you said that you gave yourself sort of like permission to experiment for a while while you did find your thing. Because I think personally that there aren't many people in I think there aren't many people in the world who are here to just do one thing and one thing only and are only passionate on one thing. I think that we all have lots of different things and different purposes and passions that we get to bring it to the world and use to serve the world throughout our lifetimes. And just because we choose one for now doesn't mean that we have to stick with it for the rest of our lives. And I think that's where many, many people, business owners get caught up when it comes to the whole picking a niche thing, because in their minds, they think this has to be a forever niche. Like I can never do something else. I'm always going to be known for this one thing. And I always say it can be a for now niche, it doesn't have to be a forever niche, like we are allowed to grow and pivot in the future. But for now, if you can stick with one thing for a while, that's what's going to give you momentum and help you build a brand of really loyal people and followers and subscribers who eventually end up not just following you, for, you know, your niche and being like super specific to that. They end up following you and liking your work and things because of you and who you are and your brand personality.
1: Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it took me so long to kind of figure out what I wanted to do too. Um, And this does play like a huge role in my life. I have a disease called cystic fibrosis. And um, for the longest time, I thought I wasn't going to live past 27. That's what my parents were told when I was diagnosed at the age of five. So this was the early 90s when I was diagnosed. And my health was what was at the forefront of my mind most of the time. So I was just trying to find something that was outside of my health to give me some kind of purpose I have two kids. I'm a single mom. So they helped bring me purpose, but I've always needed something outside of that. Um, Back in 2019, right before the pandemic hit, this medicine called Trikafta came out, which has been life-changing. So basically, um, it's not a cure, but it's as close to a cure as we are right now. So I finally had the energy and the time to focus. And I think it was really because of that that I was able to finally sit down and be like okay like now I can do something with myself I don't just have to find something that's a for now thing but yes like cuz for the longest time I was I was doing a lot of advocacy work for the cystic fibrosis foundation mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff there but it got to be too much because my focus was only on cystic fibrosis. And now I felt like I had my life given back to me. And while I still love the CF community and I do what I can to give back, like I now have a future where I can plan to make money. I can plan to be here to help pay for my kids' college. So I was like, okay, now I need to, I want to buckle down and focus on making my business for real. And so... And that's a, something I think that people who don't have a chronic illness don't really realize. And there are a lot of people with different chronic illnesses who want to do a business, but maybe they're not in a place. So it's totally fine to experiment and find what works for you. And that, you know, if, you, if you're not in a place right now, it's totally fine to just give yourself that space to have a focus on your health first and your family. And you can experiment when you have the time, which may just be like an hour a day because that's what it really was like for me. And don't get down on yourself by comparing yourself to other people because your journey is totally different. Your success is not determined by your health. And even if it's just allowing yourself to experiment to find what works or something to just bring joy and some kind of quality of life to you, that is a success in and of itself. So I hope hope that makes <laughs> some kind of cohesive sense. But yeah, that's, that's honestly like how, why I did experiment, um, trying to bring quality of life and improve that for myself because being in and out of the hospital and not expecting to live past 27 and having death kind of hang over you all the time is it really you approach life so differently. And you really do. So allowing myself to be multi-passionate because I didn't think I had a lot of time on this earth is really, you know,
0: it's kind of what led me to try out so many different things. Just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to let you know about my free masterclass, How to Book Clients Consistently and Scale to Recurring 5k Months. You are smart, capable, and resilient enough to reach consistent 5k months in your online service-based business. But selling yourself and putting yourself out there can feel overwhelming, I know. If you're being honest, it downright sucks. You're struggling to make a consistent income that doesn't just cover your bills, but empowers you to live the lifestyle you long for. Everywhere you turn, the marketing gurus are telling you to do hashtag all the things like join LinkedIn, start a Facebook group, try Facebook ads. It feels like too much for one person to juggle on top of client work. You know the simplest way to grow your income is to increase your prices, but it just feels way too scary. You've watched all the marketing webinars and you've listened to all of the marketing podcasts, but you're ready for real answers. You're tired of wasting time and energy on content that gives you zero results. Your efforts so far haven't put you on the path to consistent clients or 5k months one bit. Maybe they've given you some great ideas or things you know you should do, but you still somehow backslide into old habits or overwhelm. So I'm here to help. I have a free masterclass that will show you how to book clients consistently and be on your way to recurring 5k months without overwhelm or a million marketing strategies you're going to learn my eight-step blueprint for generating consistent 5k months from your online service business, the top three reasons why you're not booking clients consistently and how to change that, and my 5k months business plan so you can see the math behind the income shift. To register for free, head to nishawillery.com slash getclients or click the link in the show notes. And you know what? I, I just think all of that is so inspiring and so many people can learn so much from it. Because from, from what you were saying, I, what mm-hmm. kind of came to my mind was <laughs> there are some people who will choose a business idea or choose a niche based on how much money it will make them like what what's the most profitable thing i can do right but yeah from what i heard from you because of your your different perspective which not many people have and like you said you know you had like health on your mind and and death as well on your mind and different things like this so to you you what you weren't just thinking what's going to make me the most money it's like well what can i try that I feel I will get the most enjoyment from, get the most fulfillment from, you know, let me try these things and see which one I love the most. And I think that's such a great example for many people because I think a lot of business owners do do the whole, which one is the most profitable thing. And it's okay in some instances because we all need to make money. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just have to (laughs) buckle up and and do something that will make the money. But I think so many of us, forget to, even if we are in that situation for now, to try and figure out different other things and other niches that we might really enjoy and allow ourselves to do that. Because if we don't, then we might miss out on the niche. That's really true for us. Yeah. And
1: I know that if you don't have an illness, like you're you're, you don't think about how short life is, but life really is too short to get too stuck and obsessed with the idea of making money because quality of life really does matter too. Like if you aren't enjoying life, then what's the purpose of living, you know? And that goes yeah. for having a business as well. So of course, I don't always enjoy coming to my desk and showing up, you know, there's gonna be days like that but in the in the overall picture having my business does brings so much quality of life for myself and when I'm a happier person I can be a happier person for my kids and it it just it really does affect everything else in your life i don't think your life should be completely about your business but it should be
0: something that enriches it yeah it definitely should. It definitely should. And if it isn't, I would say to anyone who's sort of listening, thinking to themselves, yeah. I don't really enjoy my niche. It's not, it's not really what I want to be doing or the area that I want to be working in, or it's not really the kind of people I want to be working with. And you're thinking these thoughts now. I always I think back on the the illustration, I think it goes something like, um, <laughs> oh, what was it now? I'm going to completely screw it up. (laughs) It was basically basically something like, like don't build a ladder up the wrong tree and something like that. I probably completely botched that. (laughs) (laughs) That might just be like only one part of the quote. But I basically interpreted that in business to mean don't spend all of your time building this business of the wrong tree, like the wrong niche to the wrong people, selling the wrong service, if you (laughs) really feel like your heart's really in it, like you enjoy it very much, then at some point you are going to realize, oh, I've built this entire thing that I just don't really want, that it just doesn't fulfill me. So everyone who's listening, make sure you're building the right business in the right niche. And it'll take some time to figure out what that is. Hopefully from listening to this conversation, you know that that is okay. And just give yourself permission to at least experiment and don't stay stuck in a place that you don't really feel like you should be. Definitely. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's totally fine to realize after a while, like, oh, this isn't really what I wanted. And honestly, (laughs) the course helped me realize that the niche I had been working in, uh, women entrepreneurs, like wasn't quite it because something felt missing. So definitely, I definitely agree with what you said. Yeah. Yeah, Pivot when you need to.
0: Yes, exactly. Pivot when you need to. And if you find the right niche or spend some time trying to figure out what it is, it honestly will increase the joy that you get from your business, or at least that's definitely been the case for me. Yes. So um, speaking of the course, so we're here talking right now because obviously you're inside my course, uh, Simple Sales School. You're a student in there and the course is to help Online service-based business owners like you to learn the marketing and sales skills that they need to book clients consistently. So, how have you been finding the course? Finding the course so far? Fantastic. So <laughs> for the longest time,
1: uh, because I didn't know my specific niche, I didn't know how to market myself. So I will say that I've only been actively marketing myself for a very short time. But because of going through the course and then having a plan and knowing exactly who I serve, I've been more active on social media. And I'm actually having fun because for the longest time, I'd like show up on Instagram and make these podcast episodes. But I was like, what is this for? And it was super inconsistent And now I'm finally getting some traction and I know who to interact with online. Before I did too, but it was just like so sporadic because like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I felt like a chicken running around with its head cut off. So now I'm clear, I'm showing up, I am getting some engagement. So the traction is, I'm still building that and I'm still, um, you know, kind of finding that rhythm when it comes to the videos because you talk about video marketing, but I'm showing up. My face is on camera now, and I have these episodes that I'm gonna put on like the IGTV that I'm super excited about. And but I also feel like my podcast episode will fit into that because you can do yeah. video, you can record your episodes.
0: So like I just like, them as podcasts. You know?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's, it's working smarter, not harder. And that's what I really love about the course is that it just helps you find so much clarity. And once you have a plan and know how to market to people and how to engage with them, that is life-changing, I would say. Definitely, definitely, yes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned where you felt like you were very sporadic um, yeah. with your marketing before. Is that the biggest struggle that you had before the course or was there something else? That was one of the biggest ones,
1: definitely because that affected how I was marketing myself to people. Yeah. So yes, definitely. I would think, ah, uh, why, why is this so hard? Like, why is this so yeah. difficult? Like why? I thought there was something wrong with me honestly, those were some of the thoughts that I was having, like, what is wrong with me that I can't figure this out? And there really wasn't anything wrong with me. It's just, I didn't have a purpose or route that kind of helped me navigate that, like how to figure it out. So yeah. yeah. And then also like, I I felt stupid that I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. So those were some of the internal thoughts that I had before yeah. applying for, not applying, but investing in the Simple School Academy or Simple Sales School.
0: I apologize. <laughs> it's a mouthful sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? Sometimes I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and um, and what kind of results have you had since joining?
1: So since joining, I've already touched a little bit on the marketing, but just having more consistency having that that clarity to help me focus all of my energy. And I have been getting more engagement. And just yesterday, I actually had my very first Facebook Live with um, aspiring authors. So that was really cool. So going through the course and having a niche, who knows what will come of that, but that's a that's an amazing result. Like I was journaling yesterday, like who would have thought like a year ago that I would be speaking to a group of authors about branding and why it's important for them. And so I think that's really the biggest thing is just the clarity and being able to finally engage with people. And I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Oh yeah, (laughs) because I didn't have a roadmap and it's okay not to have a roadmap right away, but that's, those are the results. And there's so much more than just sales, which are important for a business to be sustainable, but it's about finding your way really is yeah the biggest result that I've had is finding my way.
0: And you feel, well, you, you seem like so much more confident like you, yeah. like saying that you've gone from like feeling stupid, which you definitely were not stupid. But I, I know <laughs> yes. that a lot, that almost every business owner can relate because I'm sure we've all been there where we felt like, am I stupid for not like figuring this out yet? Yeah. Or for not being where that other entrepreneur is. Um, but yeah, to like go from feeling that way to now Knowing what your niche is, and not just that, but like confidently showing up on video as an expert on branding to your dream clients. I just love that for you. And I cannot wait to hear about the results that come from that.
1: Yeah, it definitely helped me gain confidence, which is a huge thing, huge.
0: Yeah, definitely. Video can be very, very um, <laughs> scary sometimes. So it's awesome that you you confidently just went for
1: it. Yeah, well, I think it's empowering to uh-huh. face your fear and to do it anyways when like do it scared. So the confidence, I would say, yes, is, an ish- is a byproduct of feeling empowered to face the fear of being on screen and just showing up. So yeah, yeah, hopefully that makes
0: sense. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I get the vibe from you that you feel more empowered when it comes to marketing and selling.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: That's so awesome. I'm so, so happy for you. And what do you think that that your life and business would be like if you hadn't joined?
1: I would still feel stuck. Like I would still feel like, okay, I have a you know, I, I work with a business mentor who is amazing, but I was still feeling stuck in like, you know, I was trying these things out. Like I was trying to market myself on Pinterest and seeing some growth there, but mm-hmm. that was actually what in kind of propelled me to sign up for the Simple Sales School was that, you know, I wasn't hitting the right mark and people were not were unsubscribing from my email list. And I felt just so like, like I'm obviously not something's missing and I'm not hitting the right mark. So what can I do to improve it? And you came out with the, you announced the simple sales school and I was like, okay, if I sign up for this, I'm, I, I trust Nisha. I did her Organize an Automate class back in 2020, early, early 2020, like January. Yes. <laughs> and I've been listening to her show. So I trust that what she says is going to help me. And so, yeah, I would still be stuck trying to figure out how to market myself on Pinterest, which I think is a great avenue, but it wasn't the right avenue for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a such a powerful thing to to kind of realise as well. And yes. what sort of hesitations did you have um, before joining Simple Sales School? Did you have any um, yes. things that stopped you for a while?
1: <laughs> yeah. So a few has like one hesitation that really comes to mind is that you know I've signed up for courses in the past. And because initially I was like, yes, this is it. But it just, I went through it and just along the way I realized, oh, like this wasn't really for me and I don't know how I missed that. So I was afraid that might happen again, but it's, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that was the main hesitation. Yeah. Yeah that it wouldn't resonate, that it wouldn't be what I needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Because I hear that all the time from so many people who have joined courses and felt like they've been burned by them or um, just courses that they've signed up for and then immediately regretted. But what was the thing that made you decide to to invest in the course anyway, regardless of that hesitation? Part of it was just that I
1: was, so ready to take my business to the next level and solve that issue of what am i doing <laughs> what is this for if i'm if people are unsubscribing from my list and like i mentioned earlier i trust you because organizing and automating my my business in your first course worked so well for me which I mean, I had my business for a whole year before I finally signed up for that class and it just helps me so much Mm. that I was confident that signing up for the Simple Sales School would be a good investment too.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> Those are like the only two courses that I have at the moment. I want to release like Perfect. one more course just for total beginners who just have a business yes. idea and nothing else. But um, I love it when I hear of people who have been through both of the courses. It's so nice. Yes, um, they're both great. Oh, thank you. And what would you say has been the most impactful part of the course so far for you? Like which module for you?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. (laughs) I think that it was actually one of the, not the first, the first one is really important because it helps you with your mindset. And you know, obviously mindset is a continuous thing. It's not something you can just do once and you're set for life. It's kind of like therapy. You have to continue doing it, doing the work. So that was a really great foundation, but it was really coming up with a tagline. I can't remember which module that is, but that's early, early on. It, but yeah. Yes. So, yeah. cause that is um, like in my own branding work, for some reason I could do that for someone else, but for myself, I just hadn't figured it out for some reason. Like yeah. what I, what it is that I do. And you can build so much off of just that one thing. It seems small, but the smallest things can make the hugest change. <laughs> so yeah, that's really what my where I saw the biggest impact for myself. Yeah, I
0: think I think because it provides <clears throat> you with clarity, doesn't it? Yeah, have just that one sentence, one or two sentences where you can just really easily convey who you help and what you do, it gives you so much clarity in literally every other aspect of your business moving forwards, like in yes. content and speaking to potential clients, everyone. So I know what you mean. It really seems like a small thing, but it's actually really, really important. And what would you say to anybody who is thinking of joining Simple Sales School? Do it.
1: (laughs) Just do it. Um, Because you give such simple advice. Yes, you have to put the work in because the thing about going through a course is that the result relies on the student who signed up for it. The results are what you put in, but it's simple. And so implementing it is going to be, I won't say easy, but I will say that it's empowering to follow simple advice and a simple plan because that if you complicate it which I am definitely guilty of it you make life so much harder on yourself so definitely sign up for it just for the thing that it's simple and if you put the work in you will find the results that you're looking for
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that's such a great place to end the interview. So thank you so much for sparing your time today to have this conversation. It was just such a great one. And I cannot wait for people to hear this as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having
1: me. I was very glad to endorse your (laughs) your course and encourage (laughs) others to sign up for it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.